We've all heard it before. It's who you know. Welcome to Social Capital, a weekly podcast that dives into social relationships and why the investment you put into them is so important. Your host, Lori Hybe, will connect with industry-leading professionals and dive into their networking experiences and expert advice. Hey, everybody. Lori Hybe here. Welcome to the Social Capital Podcast. Our show notes are found at socialcapitalpodcast.com. If you'd like to get more involved in the conversation, join our Facebook group at Social Capital Network, a community of trust, reciprocity, and relationships. You can also connect with me on LinkedIn. This week's guest is Brandon Fong. Brandon hated growing up on the free lunch program at school, but growing up without financial resources taught him to be resourceful. Before the age of 25, Brandon wrote a book, ran the marketing for an education company with over 250,000 students, traveled to 23 different countries, and even did a $45,000 launch on his first online product. Today, he's on a mission to help 10,000 entrepreneurs build wealth through the power of connection while prioritizing their health and relationships. Brandon, welcome to the show. Awesome, Lori. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited that you are here. We were just chit-chatting about the small world of networking and and how we um, got connected, uh, even though we were already connected. Right. <laughs> it must have been a sign. I guess so. You were meant to be on the show here. <laughs> Um, but let's let's go real deep right away. What's the number one mistake people make when trying to solve a problem in their life? In their life or in their business? Or I guess I can go either way. Um, why don't you go both ways? Actually, you know what? I have I have I have an answer for both. So okay. I think I, I got this from Dan Sullivan, who I don't know if you're familiar with his mm-hmm. content, but he's a fantastic thinker if you guys haven't heard of him. But he has this concept called who not how. And I think what happens as entrepreneurs specifically or in our daily lives too, whenever we come up with a new goal or a new challenge that we're facing, our first inclination is to ask ourselves, how can I solve this? Right? Like all the how questions come up, like the logistics, and it immediately becomes a little bit overwhelming. And so when it comes to solving problems, I love the filter that instead of asking myself how-based questions, I ask myself who questions. So if instead of how can I figure this out and get super overwhelmed, who has already figured this out that I can develop a relationship with in a genuine way, give back to them, and then leverage their skills and experience to solve the problem that I'm looking to solve a lot faster than if I had tried doing it on my own. So I think that that's an approach that can definitely help accelerate the process of solving any problem, whether it be business or in personal life. Yeah. And for some reason, it seems like I know me personally, it took me a long time to learn this lesson because I guess I was just stubborn. (laughs) (laughs) I want to figure it out on my own. (laughs) Yeah. Well, the funny thing too, is like, and and this is Dan, I'm a Dan Sullivan fan. So I guess Mm -hmm. the second time he comes up, but like part of the what works really well with the who not how concept is another concept he talks about called unique ability. And it's like, if you're trying to do something and you're procrastinating on it, there's a good chance that it's not something that's within your unique ability. We all have a finite amount of skill sets that we just knock it out of the park with. And, um, you know, we're, we're super happy to be doing that kind of stuff. And, the thing that was hard for, it was, you know, crazy for me to understand. It's like the stuff that I don't like doing that overwhelms me. That is somebody else's unique ability. And once you learn how to develop genuine relationships with people, you can really have multiplication in your results. Because if you have, if you partner with people that are in their unique abilities and you're in your unique ability, you know, better results happen just because you're not dragging your feet and getting crappy results as a result of it. So, um, it's definitely something that, that, 
once you understand that you're actually adding a lot of value to people by partnering with them and allowing them to do the work that they're passionate about, it can just make a game change. It's, it's a game changer in many different ways. Yeah. I think that's also known as delegation, right? <laughs> yes. Yes. Effective delegation. Cause you can delegate things the wrong way too. And that, that leads to a whole. Oh, there's a lot, a lot of truth chaos. to that. Absolutely. <laughs> So let's talk about connecting with people in meaningful ways, specifically online. How can you connect with people in meaningful ways online? Yeah. So I actually recently wrote a book on this topic called the magic connection method. And I don't know about you, Lori, but like when I open up my LinkedIn profile, I have probably over a hundred connection requests of people that have like copied and pasted messages that without like mm -hmm. even reading anything about my bio or anything like that. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, and you can go any platform. It can be email. It can be anything. And so I, I think that they're in this world where we kind of like see this fake reality online. It's like we get desensitized to the fact that the people that we're talking to are real human beings. Like if you went to Starbucks and you met somebody and you just kind of like ran into them and just started screaming at them at like whatever accomplishments you have without really getting to know them at all, they think you're a weirdo. And <laughs> for some reason, we, we think that we can do that online and it's okay, but it's not. Um, so when it comes to connecting with people, what I teach in the magic connection method is I, I teach a three-part process. Uh, so the first part of the email or any, it's not specific to email, but the first part is what I call the hook. And the, the problem that most people have when they reach out to people is they use the first part of the email to talk about them, right? Hi, Lori, my name is Brendan Fong and I've done X, Y, Z. And unfortunately, you know, like as, as good as some people have, as good as some people's bios are, it's like, at that point, you're not really that invested in it. You don't know who they are. And they're just telling you all about you. And like, you're not really you don't really know why you should be listening yet. So instead of doing that, the first part of the outreach, I always teach people to talk about the other person, you know, like, Hey, Lori, listen to the podcast was so excited about all the content that you share and so grateful that you put this together. You know, at that point, like now you're at least listening a little bit more instead of me just cramming something down your throat. Right. <laughs> uh, so that's the first part is the hook. And then the second part is the irresistible offer. So like, I'm always looking to add value to people. Um, so whether it's a outreach to somebody that I want to do business with or a networking event, or a connection that I have, I want to create something that I can do for them that would add a ton of value to them um, and make them actually want to move forward with the connection. And then the last part, so we got the hook, the irresistible offer, or I used to call it the stupid yes. And the last part is the no oriented question. And I learned this from Chris Voss, who is an ex FBI hostage negotiator, but he always told me, or he told me uh, in the book, never split the difference. He talks about how we all have a finite amount of yeses that we have in a day right? Every single time you say yes to something, you have to give away time. You have to give away energy. You have to give away finances. You're, you're, give, you're giving away something. So it's hard for people to say yes to things, but it's a lot easier for people to say no to something. So all of my emails or all my outreaches, they end with, instead of a question like, are you interested? It ends in a question like, would you be opposed to, or would it be a bad idea if, or would it be ridiculous if? And in, when, you, when you start a question that way, it puts the ball back in their court. So it's like, it's not, a, in, instead of saying, are you interested, which they would have to say, yes, I'm interested in that. You would say, would it be a bad idea if I sent you over the next steps? And it's like, no, it's not a bad idea. I'd love to hear more. So it, like, it, it, it's a completely different frame. So that's, that's the high level overview. And I found that the bigger the gap that you can make between the irresistible offer, so what they have to gain versus the action item that they have to take to start on the path of getting that irresistible offer, which is typically just replying to the email, the, the higher your response rate is going to be. So uh, it's really what I found to be after years of testing uh, and, and running Jonathan's email list with over 100,000 people and, and studying copywriting that this is really the secret sauce, uh, especially, especially when it comes to outreach, people try to do way too much. They'll try to add a link. They'll try to get them to 
excuse me, book a time. They'll try to do so many different things when the, the real goal of that first email is to show that you're adding value, show that you actually care about them. Uh, and then also make sure that at the end, it's just one question so that they're not overwhelmed with all the things that they have to do. So I know that was a lot and we can unpack any point of that, but <laughs> I think that's, that's, those are my, that's my highest and best suggestions for connecting with people online in meaningful ways. Uh, so fantastically laid out. And I love that you put it in that your three-step process. Yeah. That definitely makes sense. And, and, you know, in, in general building relationships, you should focus on the other person first and, right. and let them know that you're genuine, genuinely interested. And that's that hook that you're talking about. I love that. Um, and the philosophy around the finite amount of yeses, the first thing that came to my head right away, I mean, I have a rule, unless it's a hell yes, the answer is no. Yeah, some <laughs> um, So I, just forcing myself to say no more often, which is being um, conscious of my time. Yeah. And, and really the philosophy around making it simple for them to move forward instead of giving them 500 options and links to click on. Yeah. Yeah. Simple. I, I love I that. Be, I can't, I, I should memorize this, but there was a study that was done. I think it was on jams and they were, they were testing the satisfaction that people had with their purchase decision in a grocery store. And they found that the more options that they gave people, the less satisfied they were with their purchase. Because it's like, if there were 20 jams and you chose one, you know, you're like, oh, there was 19 other choices. I could have chosen the wrong one. Mm -hmm. And so they found that people were a lot more satisfied when they gave them like five choices. And I think that's the same way with online. It's like, you go to a website, there's so many different options and you're so confused. Whereas like, if you give people one option or two options, like you, they feel a lot more guided in the experience and they feel a lot less overwhelmed and more confident in actually what you're, you're doing in the relationship. hundred percent. Yeah. I, I actually vaguely remember that study. <laughs> yeah. I'd have to figure I, out what it is. <laughs> I, I don't know if it, I think you're right. It was like, jams or jellies or ketchups or something. something I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how many varieties of ketchup there is though. <laughs> oh, you'd be, go to a Woodman's. You'll see a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. Um, all right. So let's continue this conversation on, on networking. I mean, really that's the goal of my show is to help alleviate any fears that anyone has when they hear this, this word networking. So can you share with our listeners, one of your most successful or favorite networking experiences that you've had? Well, I had one email that changed my life. So that was definitely the, the, my favorite experience with it. But, um, I found that every single point in my growth, it's, I've been able to grow to the next level and it's been thanks to a relationship with somebody. And so, um, as you shared a little bit in the beginning of my, of my, of my background, like I grew up in a, in a family that didn't have that much money. And so I had the, I was on the free and reduced lunch program. And so I was super embarrassed when I would go through that lunch checkout line because I didn't want my friends to find out the fact that, you know, it, I, I got free lunch. And so it would show up on the computer screen, $0 and zero cents next to my name. And I just absolutely hated it. And, um, so I was frustrated then, but then eventually I became super grateful. And I think this is a Tony Robbins thing is because it's not about the resources, it's about your resourcefulness. And the number one thing that has always helped me has been connection with people. And that's why I'm so grateful for my parents. They're such incredible people because they taught me how to connect with people. So my, my favorite story when it comes to connecting with people is my senior year of college. I, uh, I, I, we, we, going back to the very beginning of the conversation, we were talking about who, not how I tried a bunch of business ventures and nothing was working for me. And I figured, well, why not just find somebody who's exactly where I wanted to be in my career and my health in my relationships that, that, that had already done it. And how can I just find a way to add insane amount of value to them? So I sent an email, I was 21 years old at the time, reached out to him. And that turned into that relationship where, uh, I ended up, you know, running his marketing for three years, had experience, you know, 
helping grow the company by over a hundred thousand students in his online courses. Jonathan helped me to launch my, my pro my first product, which did really well the first launch. And then also Jonathan got me into uh, a, a high-end mastermind called Genius Network. And Genius Network, it costs $25,000 a year to attend. You need to be making at least seven figures to be in it. And Jonathan just opened the doors and allowed me to uh, help me to get in there. And so that one relationship with that one email that I sent just opened the doors to insane experience, insane connections, and just so grateful for, oh, and I was able to like, while I was working with Jonathan, I was able to travel the, the world with my, with my wife. We've been to 23 different countries together now. And so all that happened, lots of that is because of one email that I sent. So that would by far be my favorite connection that, that I had, but there were lots of other connections that happened before that to get to that point as well. But that's the one that definitely most re in the most recent years had the, the biggest domino effect. That's fantastic. And, and so what was the First, well, first I have to say you are way ahead of your time. I mean, <laughs> to, to be 21 years old and, and have that realization that you need to find someone that's already walking the shoes that you want to be in. And then to take the initiative to tap on their shoulder and say, Hey, I want to hang out with you and learn all the things that you're doing. <laughs> yeah. And I think the important wow. thing too, it comes from a perspective of adding a lot of value too, though. So like 100%. The, the, the secret sauce in that first email that I ever sent to Jonathan was I came up with a whole bunch of things that I could do to add value to him. And I think when, when people think about reaching out, or at least in my, if you're a college student, I know, I know you uh, teach at UW-Milwaukee, if I, if I remember correctly. Mm -hmm. yep. and, and it's like, it's, as a college student, you feel like you don't have that much value to add. You know, you, you don't know, you know, what you should really be doing. You don't have that much experience. And like, I didn't either, but I, I went ahead and I, I decided that I was going to figure it out. And so I came up with a whole bunch of ways that I could add value to, his name is Jonathan Levy. And so I sent him that email and I'm like, I want to do all this for you and I don't want to be paid for it. And he's like, are you like, and, and so that was kind of like the irresistible offer that I created, right? He's like, well, like, I know these things need to be fixed. And if you're not going to charge me for it, like, how can I really say no, you know? So uh, that, that, that's how that started. But um, it's definitely something that, that you have to kind of step out of your comfort zone and be willing to try those kinds of things. And, um, I, I it worked really well for me. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. That's fantastic. I love it. That's a great story. Thanks for sharing that. And I really hope our listeners take that and, and it inspires them to, to take that next step forward. So as someone who's traveled 23 different countries, obviously you've got, um, a, a strong passion for building relationships. How do you stay in front of and best nurture your community that you've created? I think like it, it comes down to at this point, at least I'm having lots of individual conversations with people. And so like, I'm always asking what people are looking for and I may not have an answer at that time, but like, I'll have a conversation a little bit down the road and I'm like, Oh, this person needs exactly this. So like, I think it, it comes from being proactive and really just getting to know everybody that you are looking to develop a relationship with. And not being, I don't know. It's, it's easy to like try to discount. I, I don't know what, I don't know what I'm saying here, but basically it's like, it's easy to look at a situation and be like, Oh, I don't know how to add value. And then you just forget about it. Right. And it's it, so, so I come from a, from a perspective of like, I may not know how to add value now, but there will be something that could come in the future where I could add a ton of value by just a connection or a resource or something like that. So I think to answer your question succinctly, like definitely just get to know people really care, come from a place of giving. And then there will usually be opportunities, at least in my life that have uh, showing up for me to circle back and add value to that person, even if like it was maybe even months or years down the road. <laughs> oh, I, I agree with that. I mean, even in, in, I'm a believer in trying to give as soon as you can, if you, if possible, because 
that person's going to remember that more so than someone they meet that hasn't taken that next step. But yeah. Um, yeah, it's always good to just keep the eyes and ears open and support however, however you can. Yeah, for sure. What advice do you have for that business professional who's really looking to grow their network? Um, actually, did you, and I might, I'm taking a stab in the dark here, but I thought I saw, did you have Wayne Breitbarth on the other day? Or recently? Yeah, he's actually been on a couple times. Okay, I love Wayne. Wayne, <laughs> he's Wayne is awesome. one. Of, he's yeah, amazing. he's one of the first people that I ever connected with. Like, uh, so, so my parents they pulled me out. They would let me skip high school to go to networking events when I was sixteen. Nice. So, so like, I I so super grateful for them for doing that. But like, Wayne was one of the very first people that I got introduced to. Uh, so it's, it's kind of funny. But but um, I actually learned this from Wayne. So maybe he already covered it. But like, I just think it's absolutely brilliant what he taught. But like, you can go on LinkedIn. And you can search somebody else's connections if you're connected with them. Mm-hmm. And and the thing that is kind of an awkward question to ask is like, hey, can you refer me to someone, right? Like nobody really likes answering that question because it's like, it's so vague. And like, even if you do really want to help the person, it's like, it doesn't really help to be asked that question because you have almost nowhere to go. It's just like, well, anyone, like, I don't think, I can't think of anyone. Whereas if you use the LinkedIn advanced search filter, or if you search somebody else's uh, connections and then you search with their title or whatever other criteria, then you can go to that back to that person and say, Hey, instead of saying, Hey, can you refer me to somebody? It's like, Hey, Lori, I had the opportunity to, uh, uh, before we had the conversation, I hopped on your LinkedIn profile and I came across three people that I thought would be really interesting to talk about. Would you be offended if I asked you a few questions about them? And so then instead of like it being a really general question, it's like, Hey, do you know this person? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Do you know Bob? And then, and then you can ask a very specific question, uh, instead of just being very, very general. So that's helped me a ton, uh, just because, you know, I believe that if, like, if you're connected with good people, then, then why, why, why wouldn't you ask that question? So I think that's one of my favorites and I hat hats off to Wayne for teaching me that. Yeah, that's a great tip. I, I love that. Um, and, and it's being more focused in the conversation too, instead of being broad, you're being, uh, narrow and really niching down and, and also helping the other person understand the type of people that you would like to connect with. If that's yeah. the type of relationship that you're creating. Yeah. And then it's another one of my pet peeves is when I see people end an email with, let me know if there's anything else I can do to help. And like, it's fine. But again, it's like, I, there's no way I'm ever going to respond to that with anything. Cause it was just like so vague. And so mm-hmm. it's something I've learned from copywriting. It's like, you can't, no, no unsupervised thinking, right? Yeah. <laughs> you have to like lead people to, uh, you know, what the, what you want as the intended action at the end of that. And, you know, if you put more thought into it, you can help people more than if you just kind of let it end with a dot, dot, dot. <laughs> so this next question, I mean, we talked about the main amazing story when you were 21 years old, but let's just go back to your 20 year old self. So one year before that, <laughs> what <laughs> yeah. would you tell yourself to do more of less of, or differently with regards to your professional career? I think I would, I would send more magic connection method emails. <laughs> I, I actually had the opportunity to speak at my high school the other day. And it's like, man, I've seen so many students in college where it's like you spend all this money on undergrad and then graduate and realize it's not what you want to do. It's like lots of that can be solved by just having conversations with people and reaching out to people. And I think that as a student, I've always taught people this, like that you have this magical time frame where you can use something that I call the cute student card where, where it's like professionals love to help ambitious 
student. 100%. Like yes. so much, like, like, and, and, and so now we talk about going back to the magic connection method. We talked about the irresistible offer. Sometimes the offer is you just being ambitious and talking to them and then implementing what they taught you and being super grateful for it. <laughs> and like, it, 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 it almost is something to be like too hard to comprehend, but like, man, that, that has served me so much is just like reaching out to people having conversations and then responding back and following up with them with how much they've impacted my life and, and just saying, Hey, I implemented this and thank you so much. This is all the results that it got me. It's like, how, how does that not make you feel good? Uh, so if I were to go back and tell myself, I mean, I was already doing it, but I would, I would try to do it a lot more, uh, potentially, but, you know, <laughs> you know, balance schoolwork, obviously, and I, I'm talking to a college professor here, obviously, <laughs> but, but, uh, you know, balance it with those real relationships. Cause at the end of the day, those classes are important, but like the relationships are really, really what made my college experience. So, so important. So important. I love that you are saying that. And that's something that I do try to preach to the students that I am teaching. Like you have this really magical tool right now that says, I am a student (laughs) and basically any professional, regardless of where they're ranked will more than likely help you out. Yeah. Take advantage of that. And and I'd say like, if I could tell myself, like I dropped the ball on a few relationships too, you know, it's like, I I felt there, like there was an opportunity. I was in college and I, where was I? I was at uh, CEO nationals, which is a student organization. And one of the keynotes was Jeff Hoffman, who is the founder of priceline.com. And uh, I like, talk to him. I don't know. I, I ended up having a conversation with him and he gave me his phone number, um, as a result of me having that conversation with him. And, you know, I was probably, I think it was like my freshman or sophomore year. Um, and, and I, I sent him a handwritten thank you note and was super grateful for him. But man, I just like, you know, I, I would love to, I, I, if I were to go back to myself and tell myself, it's like, whenever you have those kinds of relationships, like make sure you're checking in, uh, and adding, you know, at least keeping them updated. Cause it's like those relationships definitely go cold if, if you don't take advantage of them. But, um, definitely an important thing to add on there as well is that like these relationships are, are only as valuable as like the amount of time that you spend uh, nurturing the relationship. Yeah. And that's really, really important actually is the nurturing part. But, you know, you said something that I I do want to go a little bit deeper on is that Mm -hmm. a relationship can go cold, but I think that it's easier to warm that up again than trying to create a new one. What are your thoughts on that? I 100% agree with that. Um, I'm, I'm not saying that what I did was wrong, but I'm just saying, and if you left a good first impression on someone, like they'll remember you, you know? Sure. So, so I, I think it's definitely a good hybrid. Like you, you, you need to continue to develop new relationships, but at the same time, nurture your existing ones. Yes. But be being strategic about the ones you are nurturing too, because yes. as you know, someone who's traveled the world. I'm sure you've met hundreds of people, thousands of people. I mean, you can't stay in touch with everyone. I mean, social media makes that a little bit easier, but yeah. And I think, and this is the, this is the thing that I'm, I'm really excited about is I'm going to be launching a podcast soon. Um, and, and I'm really excited for that, but like that is another opportunity where it's like, if you're creating content of some form is a great, really great way to continue the relationship without mm-hmm. you like one-on-one having conversations with people. So it's a way that you can really scale out the value that you can give to people and maintain those relationships. Even if you're not like, you know, actively having conversations with them. With them. Yeah, totally. Totally. So it's super exciting. You're going to start a podcast. I love it. Happy to answer any questions you have. On that <laughs> Thank you. Yes. I'll take you up on that. <laughs> Um, so we've all heard of the six degrees of separation. Who would be the one person that you'd love to connect with? And do you think you can do it within the sixth degree? Oh man. So 
I was super grateful to connect with Jonathan. He got me into genius network. Um, and like, I like because I was in genius network, I I'm very, very grateful to say that I'm like within one degree of many, many connections. Like the founder Joe Polish is like, and I'm not like that, that close with Joe Polish, but I've had the opportunity to, to meet him and, 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 uh, have conversations multiple times, but like he's connected with Richard Branson, Tony Robbins, Peter Diamandis, like, uh, he's met presidents of the United States. So, um, yeah, I'm just really grateful to get in those kinds of rooms because those are, those connections are pretty close, but I'd say, uh, some people that have really impacted me, uh, Tim Ferriss is one of them. Uh, he, he's just been a phenomenal person that's helped me in my thinking and just listening to his podcast and the people that he has on his show. Uh, so I'd say he's up there. Also Russell Brunson <laughs> to, <laughs> to, to standard people that you hear a lot about in the, in the self-improvement marketing world. But, totally. um, those are, those are, and then, yeah, I'd say, I'd say another thing that I, I think about a lot is, uh, first principle thinking. And this is something that Elon Musk talks about. I think it comes from physics, but it's like, if you reason from first principles, you're reasoning from things you know to be true and then moving up from there. And the problem that lots of people have is they reason by analogy. So you take somebody else's thinking and then you add your thinking on top of it and eventually it kind of becomes like a game of telephone <laughs> where it's like you don't know where it originated or, or what works. So I think it's interesting, especially in this world where there's so many influencers, quote unquote, out there and there's so much noise out there. It's really interesting to learn from the people that have really mastered the first principles and that have been around for a long time. You know, uh, people, cause people come and go, but like, I'm reading the book right now, getting everything you can out of all you've got by Jay Abraham. Like mm -hmm. they're, they're like, that's somebody who's uh, a first principle thinker. That's like really tested his stuff over time. And Dan Sullivan's another one of those people. But yeah, I think I, I answered your question with like 30 people, but, but I, those are, those are some of the top people that come to mind. <laughs> Sounds awesome. And I, I have no doubt based on the 20 minutes we've been talking thus far that you're going to make connections with some of those at some point in your <laughs> <Thank> lifetime. You. <laughs> All right. I'm going to give you the opportunity to ask me a question. Um, so uh, go for it. Well, um, I would love to ask, um, so I have some plans in my mind on how I can leverage the podcasting platform to really just expand my networking because you have a platform that you can begin to add value with. Like even now, like it's such a great excuse for you to have a conversation with somebody and really get to know them and learn a lot from them. And then you can add value to them at the same time. So I guess my question to you is what non-traditional ways have you leveraged the podcast to develop your network? I mean, just exactly what you've talked about. I mean, really diving in and knocking on someone's door and saying, you would be a great guest on my show. Would you like to be a guest on the show? Um, as opposed to trying to be a little bit more aggressive from a sales tactic. So um, I, I use the podcast for thought leadership and um, to build my network to support the education around networking, because definitely a fan of it. Um, but it's, it's also sales. I mean, it's a, it's a different angle to start building the relationships. Um, I'm not just someone I want to do business with, but if I'm nurturing an opportunity, you know, if I'm in a big bidding war against another company and I bring them on my show, sure. nurture that relationship, you know, really advocating them by promoting them to my channels, I've already got a leg up on the, uh, on the competition. Sure. Have you ever leveraged it as like more of a front facing lead generation strategy where you would invite them on the show first and then have a conversation about oh, yeah. yep. client there's, work? There's a whole strategy around that as well. I call it the Trojan horse of sales. Ah, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Instead of saying, Hey, you need to hire me to do your website. I, I say, you know, 
let's let's get a uh, get you on the show. Let's talk about networking. I mean, I specifically chose this topic because every business professional has to be involved in networking on some level to grow their business. Hundred percent. Business owners, entrepreneurs, regardless of what industry you're in, you need to be networking. Yeah, hundred percent. It's awesome. Cool. Thanks. Good question. Um, Brenda, do you have any final words or advice to offer our listeners with regards to growing and supporting your network? I think the, the message I always like to say is like, you're really just one connection away. Like, and I think I'm super grateful to have been able to share that story of connecting with Jonathan and he just opened the doors to me connecting with so many other people. And so if you find that you're somebody that might not be hundred percent confident in reaching out to people, like there's really not much wrong that can happen. I think the worst thing that can happen is like you end up like somebody that's on the LinkedIn that copies and pastes. But if you listen to this episode, you're already not going to do that. So, uh, <laughs> so you're already way ahead of people. So I think, I think you really are just one connection away and, um, to focus on, on every relationship. Like it's something that, that can have lots of potential for growth in the future, even if you don't see it in the present and in the immediate, immediate future. Yeah, that's great. Love it. So I know you've got um, something to give away. Uh, so if you want to share your contact details and, and your, your freebie, feel free to, to pass that along now. Yeah, hundred percent. And I, I don't want to jam too much at the very end, but the one thing I didn't get a chance to mention is the podcast that I'm starting. The idea behind that uh, and the name of the podcast is called Seven Figure Millennials. And the inspiration behind that is the quote by Jim Rohn, become a millionaire, not for the million dollars, but for what will make of you to achieve it. So I'm focused on changing the conversation around what success means for the millennial generation, just because there's so much out there of, you know, people showing ads on Facebook with the, the, the Lambos and the bikinis, the girls on bikinis, like <laughs> over it. And I think that's, it, it leads to unfulfillment and unhappiness, you know? So I want to, I want to inspire people to pursue big financial goals while prioritizing their health and relationships. And so that's the idea behind seven figure millennials. And so that is one of the things I'll, I'll, I'll put on that, on this, this giveaway here is like, uh, all the links to anything that I might be focused on. If you, if you uh, would find value in connecting with the community that is focused on growth, but also prioritizing the really the important things in life. So uh, with that said, the, if you can go to brandon-fong.com slash Lori, uh, I'll set up some bonuses for you guys. If you want to go more in depth on the magic connection method and get a training where I'll show you more examples of emails that have worked for me. I, I have a process that I use in an automation system as well to reach out to people. Um, and it, it uses automation at the same time, making sure that it's customized and using the magic connection method where uh, the, it's the real genuine outreaches. So happy to share all that for you guys. If you want some more bonuses and examples on how you can implement this in your life. And uh, again, that's at brandon farmcom com slash Lori. And I'll put my, my contact information and all that good stuff on there as well. Awesome. And we will include all that information in the show notes. Thank you so much for taking the time to be on the show today, Brandon. Awesome. Thanks so much for having me. Super fun. This wraps up our episode of Social Capital. A huge thank you to Brandon for taking the time to connect with us. If you want to continue the conversation on networking and building your community, join our Facebook group. Just go to facebook.com and search for Social Capital Network. If you need me, send an email to laurie at socialcapitalpodcast.com. Otherwise, we'll see you next week. That's all for this episode of the Social Capital Podcast. Visit socialcapitalpodcast.com for show notes, more episodes, and to see who will be on the show next. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next episode.